What's good, everybody? Welcome to Unpolished and Lukewarm, the one and only podcast where we talk all the shit and still keep it beyond real. Hosted by me, your favorite, your girl, Kills. Saints, this one might not be for you, but everybody else, stay tuned to see what's next on Unpolished and Lukewarm. Okay, welcome back to Unpolished and Lukewarm. I got a couple special guests on the show today. So I have my favorite cousin, KJ. Um, I got my homegirl, Woo. And last but not least, I got Kamaya. Here you, Pooh. So, <laughs> so we are discussing the topic of 20-something and all this shit your mama should have told you but never told you. And we all know that like being in our 20s is the biggest shit show in the world. So we literally just gonna like discuss all that good shit. So first let's start off with money. Like what is something money, like, money, money. What is something like your parents never told you like about money and then like really you fucked up. <laughs> I feel like as, I feel like growing up, I was taught as far as money management, I was taught to survive and not how to save for the future. I was just taught to survive in the moment. Right. I feel like I was just taught and raised just I was just taught how to pay bills on time. I wasn't taught, you know, how to invest in credit. Like credit is a really big thing, and you could start establishing credit damn near in high school. So it's just like Instead, these motherfuckers put shit in your name and don't tell you till you damn near 25. They don't tell you. And then they, then, then they don't tell you they put the shit in your name. Like, my ex, he had so much shit in his name. Like, his mama was taking out cable bills, like, light gas and water, and he did not care, like, no, like, there's no way. Thankfully, my parents did not do that. Like, Cynthia was hurt. My parents really taught me to do the same. That was it. Nothing more, nothing less. Save. So do you still save? Yep, and I dib and dab all the time. That's what gets me. (laughs) 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 But it's it's crazy. I finally, just recently, I finally just um, got to the point where I'm I'm saving physically, so I'm saving actual cash now. So I got my my personal savings and I'm saving saving my cash now. So yeah. Man, what else? Like, what's some other money? I just, I just feel like, I mean, because even in high school, not even just our parents, but even in education, like, they don't teach you about taxes. You can write all stuff in your taxes. Sometimes you don't, you don't even find out stuff until you get on goddamn Twitter and it's like, damn, that's for real, for real. Then you go on Google and boom, it's for real, for real. Like, no, mm-hmm. I get money like to like St. Jude and shit for like, damn, can I play that? Like that? Oh, well, it don't matter. <laughs> money like St. Jude and shit, right? Like monthly. And my mama was like, I'm like 23. She like, hey, you know, you can like write that off. What? Like, she like, yeah, I write off all my charities. Nigga, what? I you can't know that. I'm giving to church, y'all. All the stuff that I've given or that I've personally bought for my classroom, I wrote off of my taxes, and I didn't know that I can do that until somebody told me. Oh, yeah, I, I wrote off everything last year. Well, this year, from my classroom last year. I definitely just started to do that, like, in the past few years, and it's like, 
that's the thing about getting later in your 20s. Certain things you only can learn through by experience. You know, my father was like, mm-hmm. I told you about your credit. I told you about saving. But it's like, like a lot of us, I think we're the generation that will finally win or if uh, many of us have kids. We will sit our kids down and say, look, this is a credit report. And, and this, is ha- this is what's on my credit. And this is what I'm paying off. Really just sitting our kids down and explaining them what um, building that generational wealth and that building that generational wealth is to start with that is to have a clean credit history. You can't just be behind mm. everything once you have the money and have the mindset of, okay, just because I, I get a raise at my job, that doesn't mean I spend more. That means I need to be a little bit more disciplined with my spending. Mm-hmm. So. No, for sure. I'm not disciplined. I'm not going to lie. Because I have this theory that if I can buy it, then I should buy it. Exactly, and it's I always going to come back. It's okay. Right, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I don't know why they never told us about me. I think it's just the, maybe that's something that's pre- that's relevant in the black community. Yeah. The lack of education or financial literacy in the community just as a whole. Mm. I don't know why. Then, you know, I like the reputation of crab in the like, about like, like money. I got to college, and she, it was more like, oh, like you don't need to be spending all that money. And I'm like, why not? Like, what do you mean? It's my money. Like, but they don't look at it like that. They look at it like, oh, it's gonna be an emergency one day. Yeah, and I'm gonna call you. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm going to it real quick and be like, yo, like, it's your favorite cousin. <laughs> Can you please help me out? Like, and that's what he's going to call me and like lecture me <laughs> and shit. And then, like, he'll handle that shit. Like, I, I know this is just popped into my head, but when I set out to budget and save, I, I go under my budget. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. set out this this much, and it don't be enough for me. So now I'm, there I go again, dibbing and dabbing, <laughs> trying to make ends meet. I don't know. That just popped into my head. I know. I like I go under to, like that. I said I used to like when I was like making like really good money like in college. I would like when I got like my paycheck, I would take out like a certain amount and put it on my cash app card. And that's the only money I would use, right? That shit lasted like one month. Good. And then I would just start adding money to it, like like adding money back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, I keep withdrawing, checking and savings, withdrawing, depositing. Yeah. And, and it's- I mean, it ain't like I'm not going to ever hit that like $100,000 limit anyway, like not no time soon. I wouldn't be switching I- back and forth soon. <laughs> I agree. I think that our parents, well, I know I can only speak for myself. I feel like as a as a child, I didn't see enough love in my household. I don't think that I was ever necessarily taught how to love. I just learned how to love through heartache. I don't think that I was ever necessarily taught how to love. I just learned how to love through heartache. Oh wow. That's a big one. No, for sure. Oh, goodness. That's he dropped the bomb. Man, like me and KJ come from this really like very like 
love to family and then all of the cousins we got older and we were like we don't even know how to do this shit like we just watched it like but then it was like when it was come like time to come real we were kind of like um what the, how, how did our parents do that like what were they doing exactly like to this day i'm still confused as hell like i'm not affectionate like my daddy was scared of me first of all like if i tried to hug the man he would like jump Type shit. <laughs> like it's really weird, but he was great with everybody else's kids except me. Like, and he's just like, yo, and I be sitting there like I be with my little nigga, and he be like, Oh, you a whole woman with me. And I be like, Where? Like, I be feeling like a little scared ass little girl. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I was taught to be defensive. Like, no, I, I'm not gonna say that I was taught the the mad black woman mentality, but naturally I already I already have a guard. And then my mama, she wasn't affectionate. My grandmother's not a she would tell us he loves us all the time. But I primarily live with my mother. And so it's a mother's love is different from my father's love. And because I'm a young woman and I was I'm a female, I I needed I needed her to be more motherly and she wasn't. And so that affected me in my adulthood. Like in my I can in my that shit still gets me now. I'm still trying to figure some shit out. Yeah, me and my and mom gonna get married like, my best life. And we've never been close, like, you know. So it's kind of like, but me and my daddy weren't close either. So it was really like I had my auntie or like, you know, like that's it. Like, or my friends. Like my friends' mamas were literally my mamas. Like, like I'm in a crisis, like, oh, I'm calling one of my friends' mama, like not my mama. Like, cause my first of all, my mama gonna judge the fuck out of me. Mm-hmm. I definitely have all, different uh I definitely like, have different mothers with for uh, mother like figures with different ages. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Yeah, I just can't go to mama to, uh, with everything that's on my mind. Man, like I think that's what my dad uh, Kelsey will say that she's like your dad always trying to give you a <laughs> always trying to give somebody trying to preach to him and stuff like that. But it's like I had to tell him the other day because I made a mistake on something and he was almost trying to lecture me like I was a child and I said look that me as 28 years old you are more transitioning um to like a big brother aspect you know <laughs> yes you dad mm-hmm. and everything like that but with me mm-hmm. you know you know but with me dating intentionally and my girl and I moving towards marriage like I'm leaving you guys to build my own family you know so it's mm-hmm. you have to I think my dad finally gets it to that our relationship has finally transitioned and he's finally shown some affection. But when I was a kid, it was more so like it was hard for him to break down that wall that he had up of, you know, that tough love and everything like that. And I don't I don't blame him because, you know, you look at his father. His father was non-existent. People my, right. my loved me with the best of his heart and the best way he knew how, you know, because he didn't he didn't have a, a father figure outside of my mom when he married her. He. He called her dad, dad, you know, and this, he's 20 some years old at that point, you know? So he had that, that time to really just, okay, this is what a model man looks like. Okay. Now let me teach my son that. And, and in that time till my grandfather passed, I mean, I think just off him, you know, still raising my dad as a grown man, that helped save my life in many ways. Cause I feel as though I'm off, I'm growing from, the leadership and the teaching of my grandfather and, and so many other men who have been instrumental in my father's life. So I, so from the man's perspective, a lot of us aren't taught how to love and be affectionate. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you know that's you know? funny because my daddy has always said he always at first before he had kids he wanted a son first, and then when he had me he always told me you know I taught him how to love differently. Yeah, yeah, that's just so funny. And I think that's I think that's what having a daughter, you know, two two other sisters. I think that's what was starting to open my dad's heart to understand. Okay, this is how you love. This is how you, you know. This is how you raise a woman, because a man we we can talk all we want to, but that man who is ruthless with women and want to sleep around and things like that, watch him change when he has a daughter. Mm. <laughs> like his 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 heart will change and his respect will will soon raise for women because he's like, wow, like now I what is now I know I'm raising a daughter, and he looks back and he's gonna say, wow, I wouldn't I wouldn't allow my daughter to date me. You know, and I think that's why growing up, dads are so aggressive and overprotective with their daughters, you know, because they know how they were at that age, you know? So, right. something to think about. I think my dad was terrified when he had my ass because I never thought I would turn out like this type shit. <laughs> like, I honestly feel like that's why, because my dad has always been like who he was. Like, like he never changed. Like, people say that all the time. Like, my daddy was the same person that he was and like, 21 who he was like when I was born like my daddy was like I'm not letting up like whatever he was like whatever but like I think that man was really like y'all like I thought like my daughter was gonna come out like normal type shit and I'm not I'm the complete opposite bad as mm-hmm. like, you look though like whoop me <laughs> and realize, like it didn't even bother me type shit and like nigga used to like terrorize me and be like you know what you're not gonna read any books this week like nigga, what? <laughs> I don't want to whoop. Like, give me the whooping. What do you mean? Like, you know, I, I think it's different styles of, of parenting as well. Because I remember one time, I I be something, and I think the the biggest thing that was in my life was my phone. And my daddy had got my phone, brand new phone, flip phone from Singular. It wasn't AT and T, and it was Singular, Bell South Singular. <laughs> Man. And he was dangling it over the toilet. <laughs> like my daddy never whooped me, never put it, never no belt, no nothing. But he would do things right, like that to get up under my skin. So that's crazy how your daddy took away reading from you and mine dangled the phone over a toilet. Man, my daddy used to lecture me. I'm never gonna forget y'all. So it was one summer and my daddy was a stickler for education. So I was definitely the kid always in the library with a book. I didn't I didn't mind reading, but math. You can fuck me up with some math, and I I will cry at the table. And my daddy would make me sit at the table and work that out of this math mean. book, right? And so I had got, I know, I know I got the answer at the back of the book. And so I wrote it on the page. And so he said, you didn't show no work. I said, because I knew the answer. He said, <laughs> so how you get the answer? Do it. And I just sat there, and I was just BS. He said, if you got the answer at the back of the book, why you just didn't say that? I said, I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, he, he numbered all the pages. He numbered. 15 pages and made me write I would not tell tall tales. Oh, wow. But it didn't phase me. Like, Man, I ain't gonna never forget that. And I had to do it at the table. I couldn't do it in my bed. I couldn't do it on the couch. Oh, no, That's how my daddy was. Like, and then at, at the like table. 11 o'clock, he'd be like, go to sleep. And then I'm gonna wake you up early and you're gonna write some more. Like, I just be like, do y'all like sit and realize or like think about like, yo, if I had kids, like I would never do them like how my parents. Oh, well, when it, you know, uh, 
My nope, dad, I, I feel like my dad was an awesome parent. My mama, on the other hand, I wouldn't leave my kids with her. Mm-hmm. She just, she's not maternal. She's just not mm-hmm. maternal. And I just yeah. would not leave my, my children with her because they're going to come back to me damaged and I'm about to fuck her up. Right. But my father, he was an awesome parent. Like, I, I, I'm very grateful for my father. If it wasn't for him, I probably would be really lost in the world because my mother really mm-hmm. just was not what she was supposed to be to me. And so if I didn't have my dad and his side of the family and my grandparents, I'd be fucked up. Ain't yeah. no tomorrow. That's, that's I mean, crazy I think, to say that. It's, it's opposite. You you don't hear that often. You, know, right. you right. don't hear that people depend on their mom and their, you know, their family. Yeah, you don't hear that often that, you know, your dad is it for you. My dad is my best friend. Yeah. That is my best friend. And at one point, it really bothered her. But mm-hmm. she didn't start to appreciate our relationship until she got with a nothing-ass nigga and realized how sorry of a father he was. Mm. to his own children so mm. she was appreciative after the fact when she should have been appreciative already she was just bitter for a long time she was bitter i, I mean i think that's that's how I, well honestly well, about my parents i i equally love them and honor them for how they raised my sisters and i because i'm like wow like i was like a hard head like trying to be tough in high school like i got in trouble a lot they got called. Well, they was in private school, y'all. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was just. I blame. I, I blame Gucci at that time. Gucci was like running everything at that time. I, I thought it was Gucci, man. but um, I love them and I honor them, and I'm like, wow, they did the best that they could do because you know you have you know I, I serve in the military. I have a sister who's a lawyer. I have another sister uh, who's an entrepreneur. And I have a, a little sister that is about to head to college. So we are on great paths because of uh, the leadership and the teaching of our parents. Our parents did the best they can do. Granted, they mm-hmm. didn't stay together, but they did a great job. Of, even when they worked together, they didn't badmouth each other. They still, you know, raised us right. They raised us with love. Uh, and they raised us, and I've realized, they, they raised us from a healed place. And, and and a lot of people and a lot of people don't raise their children like that. And I see that um, they're not raising their their kids from, OK, I'm healed from my past trauma. So now I can love mm-hmm. a lot of them are so damaged. Like you said, that was a great word. Said, damaged from their past trauma. So that's why they're mean. Um, they, they're unapproachable. They're unloving. And they get older to realize, wow, like I lost a lot of time with my child just because I was damaged and I didn't. Right. You know, I think parents fail to teach their children how to not necessarily say no, but have discernment, even when it comes to people that you love, because everybody that you love is not not necessarily good for you. They can be very toxic. Right. And so at a young age, you got to think we we have a mindset of, well, damn, that's family. You know, blood will be thicker than water. That's what my lawyers are supposed to lie. And as you get older, you like, you ain't no good for me. You stressed me out. You the reason why I ain't eating, and I can't fuck with you. And you really be at peace after the fact. No, that's what fuck you up when they at peace. You preaching. You preaching. I think I was like younger than like probably like KJ and them when they realized, because me and KJ, we like what, four years apart now? Yeah. So like, I was like, KJ was like in college and I was like in high school on some like I do like calling KJ like KJ yo I do not fuck with grandma yeah like and KJ like what like you know like my cousins weren't looking at it like how I'm looking at it and I'm like 
like, no, like these folks shady as hell. Like, and like he like, oh, but this and this and that. And my daddy used to be like, yo, like, go in here, like, just don't say nothing. Cause my daddy knew too, but like my daddy's the favorite in the family, right? And me and KJ still <laughs> out to this day. Nobody in my family understands why my daddy is the favorite. Oh, but he is. People's champ. So, of them, you know. Like, man, so we like, yo, like. I would like get into it with my grandma, right? And this is how I knew that I wasn't crazy, right? I got into it with my grandma and she said something crazy to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to leave. And my grandma was telling my daddy, like, you gonna let her talk to me like that? And my daddy was like, I told you to stop talking to that girl like that. And I was like, oh, I win. Cause you know, when your mama, your daddy tell you that you right, like you 100% right. Don't nobody else like opinion matter. So I was like, yo, like, blood is not thicker than water. Like, I got friends who going to pull up before, like, some of my family pull up. Mm-hmm. Facts. What, uh, I, yeah. Man, let me so tell you, Tweety, Tweety has taught me some things, and that's, that is one of them. That is definitely one of them. Man. Is that your friends will come through before your family come through, especially when you're, you're in a time of need. Mm-hmm. That's a humbling experience. It's sad I don't wish that on nobody. <laughs> You know, it's, it's very sad. It's sad because you realize that, and and sometimes you realize that you you realize that with your siblings. You know, man, just like um, I love you, but love doesn't always have to mean like you're up under me. Love can mean uh, I have to love you from a distance to protect my from people. A distance, you know, yeah. I love you from mm-hmm. a, from a position. I have, a, I have to love you from a distance to make sure I am right with God. Because sometimes. Like you guys were saying, like we always say family, 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 family. And you're around this person and this person is disturbing your peace. You cursing them out. You angry. You upset. Their energy is throwing you off. And it's like, I don't I, I, I think my parents honed in on that. They were like, you go. You guys are going to be all each other has. But it's like, right. Sometimes the best way to love a person is from a distance, you know, because you're like you can still see them and their intentions for you, but you have to heal and be in a place to be able to accept them, uh, to accept their energy. Because everybody, like you were saying, like everybody's energy, you can't just allow in your life because it's going to damage you. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't have time for that at all. Like my mama, I don't fuck with my mama like that because whatever. But I will say she did like definitely was very good on like making good like points like getting her point across or whatever and one day she did tell me she was like oh you know like when you like cut somebody off how they react so like shows you how they really feel Mm. so you know you have like that mutual like cut off with a friend or whatever but they like on some real petty shit and you like bro like you did not fuck with me anyways Like, you can't even get mad at it. Like, you just be looking like, bro, you the devil. And I had to cut you off, like, because I ain't trying to go to hell with your ass. Like, you know, even though God probably going to, like, turn me around when I get up there. But that ain't even the point. But still, like, <laughs> like no. Like, and I think it's in my 20s. Like, my parents never, like, like, my parents were always on some, like, like, stop calling people your friend. Like, everybody is not your friend. Like, and I'm like, yo, you get to college and you getting them like, you turning like 20, 21, and you start like going through that mental shit. Oh, and mm-hmm. nobody there for you. Oh, like, 
what? Like you sleep in this dorm room in your apartment by yourself, crying your eyes out, and you like, yo, it ain't even nobody I can call. Like, but she crazy. And it's like, and also I, I'm realizing growing up that forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean like re-entry in your life. Ooh. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think people take I think people take advantage of forgiveness, especially your family. Mm -hmm. you know they're like okay i forgive you great and they think that it's going to go back to the same terms and i can be around you i can i can do that but no forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that you are re-entered back in my life you still have to build that trust back that's that that is key when it comes to forgiveness you know just like for instance if you let somebody watch your child and when they watch your child they hit your child or something like you may grow to a place to forgive them but if they but if they ask hey can i can i could I uh, watch so and so again? You'll be like, uh, no, right? Hell no. <laughs> like you'll be like, uh, no, 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 you can't. What? Because they're gonna have to either build back that forgiveness or what? They can never. You can never be cool with them like that ever again. And that doesn't mean that you don't forgive them. That's not true. You forgive them, but you're just saying, hey, I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving you to protect me. You know, because I realize if I'm unforgiving, that's a weight for my life. And I don't want I, I don't want to bear no dead weight in my life because everyone on this phone call has places to go. And unforgiveness is that weight that holds you down, holds you back. So yeah. Hold you down and bring you back. Yeah. Friends too. That oh. is a word. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm <laughs> that 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 word friends that term friends is a very loose term with me and then after after losing my best friend i really just be like no new friends i'm okay where i'm at because right. some people just they just want to be around just to say that they've been around you just so they think they can go to social media and post a picture of you so friendship doesn't mean the same thing to everybody and that's definitely something that I don't I don't think friendship can be taught, but I think that's something that you learn throughout your twenties more yeah. than more than ever. Because it's different for everybody. Like you got all different types of friends. Like you got the friend you go out to the club with, you got the friend you just go out to eat with, you got the friend that you can call crying, like you know. <sighs> yeah. Woo, if it was like one thing you could tell yourself or that you would have like preferred that your parents told you for your 20s what would it be don't be out here fucking no sex makes everything complicated no man. man does it oh my god i'm saved i don't know what you're talking about i just started my little celibacy so i'm good but, you know. yeah. Swear to God, I swear to God, look, I promise you, if homeboy, he right on track with it. We good, okay? I needed a period of discernment, like, so we gonna do it, like. What's that, an hour or a day or two? (laughs) I'm gonna give it about first day, but that's neither here nor there. Started over the next day, like, it don't matter. No, for real, for real. I would. I may tell my younger self, you know, you can wait to have sex, sis. Because no, no, you know what? Let me tell you. Nobody told me until after the fact. So nobody told me that after I lose my virginity, that the second thing, the most uh, next to food I'm gonna crave is sex, and it was. It's not oh, okay. Right. It just turned to a hornball for a long time. Just like God damn, what's wrong with me? I just wish that door was just never open. I agree. It's 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 easier to uh, not do it than to abstain. 
you know? Yes, That's I definitely agree. Like, and I think as from, from a man's perspective, uh, we are being, it's like, we were taught, you know, sow your royal oats, be out there, date different women and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're an 18-year-old boy. That, and the way I was, the way I think at 28 versus the way I thought at 18, I agree. You know, it, I wish I didn't, you know, uh, have to, I wish I did, you know, wait and save myself for the woman that I'm with now because she makes life worth living. She's, she, we're very intentional about where we're going and where we're heading. I, you wish you can wait for that. And then you like a lot of time with people. Granted, people play their positions and show you different things, but you know, you realize with sex, it's, it's an act that, you can never get back. You can never just unhave sex with somebody. You right. don't. Uh-huh. And you hate, right? <laughs> like, you, uh, I just want to unhave sex with. Okay, this. so well, let me. Ask you this. <laughs> so, like, if you, if you, if you had sex before, okay, I'm assuming you know whatever. Some of us are virgins here. Whatever. I don't know. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh, but no like since you've had sex before like do you think you could have waited until marriage 100% yes I I definitely could have Mm -hmm. 100% Tia what you think what's the question (laughs) 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 do you think you could have waited to have sex like do you think you could have waited to to marriage oh yeah oh yeah no. Okay, let me well let me rephrase it. Before I met the dude who I'm kicking it with now, I think I could have <laughs> before him. Like you get what I'm saying? But this nigga now, oh fuck no, hell no. I ain't never got a way to get in my life. <laughs> like what? I feel like I'm 30 years old. Like I feel like I'm Joan, you know, like I'm I don't know why. Like y'all I'm feel like you Stella? Are you Stella? Are you Stella getting your groove back? That's yeah, what it I is. Think, oh, that's really what it is. <laughs> y'all know how what I was going through type shit so it's like really like yo like I'm living my life like I am in, I'm in a new city like I got a new nigga couple niggas like you know like boring me. Oh, man I mean I think that's I think that's a blessing or so everyone goes through that stage where it's like some a person that you date you realize like this know who I am right now because I'm lit and that person yeah. like was, like they didn't understand like how lit I am, and it's like you you look at it as wow I, I wasted time, but then the the mature part of yourself is like you know what I needed that season because I wouldn't be able to appreciate. Well, it. I my season was too damn long. <laughs> yeah, seven I, years. Okay, it was too long. That was what? Yeah. what? No, that was too long. Like no, I, I feel like God should have gave me a- sooner. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, no, it's just one of your time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you know, yeah. we can we can be blind to people who we date. We can be blind to their faults because once again, with mm-hmm. sex, it's a blinder. It's a blinder. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a a hell of a blinder. <laughs> like, they, like this person will be will treat you bad or talk to you crazy, but it's like, oh, but that's sex, and and that's what I'm saying. It's it's a blinder. It, it it's not something that outside marriage i really whatever walk of faith that people do i just don't think it's made for that because you have people who are trying to 
understand themselves just like you're trying to understand themselves then you have sex with each other two people who don't know where they're going or where they're headed that's Ooh, that's a ball like, of confusion right Dang. ball of confusion Dang. but granted if if you can agree on sex because yeah right sex right great but you know so you have sex you think you're grown like 100 like and because you're growing, you think you can control your emotions, right. control your actions. That shit starts to spiral. I'm for it. I'm still okay. Okay. Like, I still don't know how to figure this shit out. Like, I'm doing it day by day. I'm like a five year old. Like, if I don't take a nap, I freak out. Like, <laughs> Chelsea, you're doing better. You don't curse anybody out that much anymore. So I want to. Yeah, you are doing I was, better. I told y'all I ain't always been saved. Okay, that's why the, that's where the title of this podcast came from. Okay, you're <laughs> hey, doing better. Where? Why y'all sit up there lying? Oh, <laughs> don't play with me, fool. Do not play with me. Uh oh, she about to curse in three, two. Hey, <laughs> right. homeboy, be like Kelsey. Do you realize? No, bitch, I don't. What you mean? I don't even be cursing like that. Like. Oh. Can't go two sentences without saying fuck shit. Damn, like damn. <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I'm like, damn, that nigga hitting on the word. I'm like, yo, I did not just say that. Like <laughs> I'm like, yo, like I'm horrible. Like, and my parents don't curse. Like, me and KJ, our family doesn't curse at all. At all. And like I curse every other word. Like, and my cousin Amber, who like just recently passed, like all the time, like I'm damn near got it from her ass. Like because she was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like that was my nigga though. But still, like, yo, you miss her. I think Amber taught me like, so you know, everybody got that one cousin where it's kind of like you like, where the hell did you come from? And I think that was like me and Amber. So, like, in my going through my 20s, like, Amber taught me so much shit about, like, niggas that I never would have, like, thought to look at type shit. Like, she was horrible with men, but she was definitely on some, like, yo, like, if he ain't doing this, or, like, if he hasn't brought up this conversation at this point, like, you need to drop him. And, you know, like, we thinking, like, if we, like, this nigga, he doing A, B, and C, like, that's good enough. And, like, she was like, no, he need to be doing all of it, and mm. now I'm being here like, yo, like I'm 24, and I really be like, I can't date nobody that's the same age as me. And my mama used to be like, don't date anybody older than you. Like, my mama ain't never really give me dating advice. Maybe that's because I knew not to take it from her because <laughs> she was just in the fuck up situation, and I was like, oh, bitch, <laughs> I think not. I think the fuck mm. not. Yeah, my stepmama, I ain't like her. I could have pushed her head through the fucking wall and been okay. <laughs> so I think I just learned today on my own. And that's why I was with dumbass for so long because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was headed. He know he wasn't a good leader. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I couldn't even figure out what I liked half the time. I'm just like, well, god damn. Man, like my parents never really yeah, brought up me. a lot of like my daddy said all niggas want shit, of course. Like but, like, my parents never brought up, like, sex. Like, we never had, like, the sex talk. Like. Yeah, my mom never even had the, like, the, the period my, talk like, to me. Like, she me, My mom, like, like awkwardly had it with me. But, like, she didn't really say anything. And I was just kind of, like, I already know this. First of all, you gave me that little you book or whatever and told me to figure it out. Like, fend for myself. 
Like, and I don't know what it is with with mothers and daughters in the black community because that relationship can be very, very rocky for no, no reason really. at all. No like, there's so much shit like that. My mother will like. Like, damn, there are a lot of shit. Like, if my mama ever listened to this podcast, I'm pretty sure one of her nosy-ass friends gonna send it to her. But, like, that's damn near the only way she gonna learn shit about me. Like, I remember coming home from college. I was, like, 19, and my mama was, like, uh, we watching Law & Order SVU, and it was, like, an episode with a girl. She was, like, 17 or, or, like, 15, and her boyfriend was, like, 17, 18, whatever. And my mama look over at me and be, like, Kelsey, have you had sex? And my dad was laughing. Like, I really wanted to be like, bitch, you already know what's up. Like, and she was just like, oh, my God, because my mother is such, like, don't have sex, like, type of person, but without saying it, like, like, the only person she ever been with was my daddy. 100%, yeah. So it's kind of like, she don't know what the, she, like, she expected me to, like, go through life on some, like, oh, my child's going to wait till marriage like I did. Like, hell no. Like, have you seen some of these hood-ass niggas? They look good. It's, I'm it's, pretty sure uh, it's, my it's, uh, it's, mother... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you got it. I, I'm pretty sure my mother... Um, I don't know what they think. I don't know what, what people, my family, I don't know what they think of me. They probably think I'm gay because I ain't brought nobody around. But they ain't gonna that's know how I like it. <laughs> that's how it's going to be till you get pregnant. They're going to be like, oh, whoa. Yeah, and I honestly kind of like that. Don't be asking me about this, this, and that. Just stay in your lane and do what you got to do. <laughs> I just wish in the black community, um, we are more intentional about, quote unquote, the talk, you know, and, and, and we hold that talk uh, evenly with, you know, the young lady and the young man. We can't tell the young lady, you not, better not be out there having sex and you better, you better dress better dress nice don't have da, 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 da. and then you tell the then you tell the man oh you know define yourself just have sex with a lot of women and stuff like that do you see how damaging that is we are teaching we are teaching to the male and the female in the black community two different ways to date right and we're not teaching them how to date and i wish i i just pray that in the future that we understand that and now with our kids we are intentional about having that talk and saying you know what if I'm teaching my daughter to save herself from marriage, I'm teaching my son. You know what? I'm 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 even talking about my son about it two times more because he's going to be leading that woman. You know, so if I can get him, to- leading shit—that's a whole other episode. You know, so Dang. so I just I'll just pretty much leave it at that. But I just I would like for y'all to open up and talk about. You know, if you if you don't mind, Kelsey, with your blessing, just what do you think about the black community and how we raise the child? You know, because I think we 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 need to change, <laughs> just like with the president and all that stuff. Like we just need change in the black community and in how we raise our kids. I think that's really on like like damn, that's like really like a whole nother episode type shit for real. Like I ain't even thought about making it an episode, but like we really about to like slide that in somewhere. Cause the whole dynamic of how like our parents raised us and then like how their parents raised us and like how like our generation is raising kids, none of it correlates with each other. None of like none of it is the same. There's nothing that my great granny did that my mama did like none of that like like folks don't cook for their man no more like they don't cook for their kids like 
I, we didn't grow up eating ramen noodles. We didn't do that shit. Like that wasn't normal in our house. Like now it's like, oh, like, like our mamas weren't going to the weekend. Like it wasn't none of that. Like, and I think it's crazy. And I definitely look at it different now that I'm like to the age where my friends have children and like I'm dating men who have children and like paying attention to like the shit like, yo, like, hold on. Like you still get down like this. You got a kid, you know? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to slide a little mini episode in like in the next week or so. Cause yeah. yeah. I, I had to get your blessing because everyone's talking about how they were raised. And I was like, wow, like we really have to get to the core of like, why? Like, why and what's the solution moving forward when we marry and when we have children? You know, are we going to repeat those same traumas or are we going to heal first? You know, I think the real like question with like the black family is like, why is the women, the woman, not the man, which is the crazy part? Because we all like women have to be so independent even when they're married mm. in the black community. And that like just fucks up everything. But, like, again, we're going to say that. But any last words before we wrap this up real quick? Woo Money, you got anything? Any last yeah, I have just been soaking it all, man. I appreciate you inviting me. Problem. So, again, thank you to KJ and Woo Maya for coming on the second episode and Luke ones, I love y'all too. I really appreciate it. Trust me, they will be back on other episodes. Stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on all social media at UNL with Kels and be looking out for the next episode next week. Y'all be safe. Y'all be easy. Go vote. Go vote. Like, oh, well, shit, when this drops, We'll have a new president, maybe, y'all. So go pray, okay? Go pray. That's like go to church, like on Bible study tonight. When you hear this, like go to church. Right after this. But no, thank y'all again. Y'all be easy. Y'all be safe. I appreciate it. And y'all, yeah, like man, just pray for the rest of your twenty somethings. If you still are in that moment where you got a couple more years. Because this shit is hard. And yeah, I appreciate y'all. I know I'm sad that it's over too. <laughs> but thank y'all so much for tuning in to the second episode of Unpolished and Lukewarm with me, your girl, Kills. Hopefully this episode was insightful. You got a few laughs and that you were able to relate to some things that were said. Thank you to everybody who's reached out and shown their love and support as I dropped Unpolished and Lukewarm. The support has been overwhelming and I am forever, forever grateful for everything. Thank you. But biggest shout out goes to KJ, Kamaya, and Wu for taking the time to come on and discuss those 20-somethings. I'm wishing blessings and prosperity to everybody. Y'all be safe. Y'all be easy. I love y'all.